Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dutch Pro USA. Nutrients made for growers by growers. From the base nutrients to the explode booster. Dutch Pro USA is bringing you the essentials that all growers need without the extra bottles. Visit Dutch Pro USA or find their products on Amazon.com. Spider Farmer LED. One of the leaders in affordable, quality LED lighting for growers. From the SF Quantum Board Series to the SE Bar Style LEDs. Spider Farmer has you covered without breaking the bank. Find Spider Farmer LEDs on Amazon.com. And AC Infinity. Innovators in the air game. Providing state-of-the-art inline fans, tents, and more to the home grower. Visit acinfinity.com or Amazon to pick up some of their products. And you could save money with any of these brands by checking out the discount codes below in the description. So, boys, maintaining the strain is something that I've been I've been doing longer than most people, I feel like. I kept around, what the hell was it? Uh, lemon skunk for eight years. Clone after clone after clone after clone after clone. Literally, I didn't do any sort of extra work. I just kept on cloning it. Now, there's a lot of people, I feel like, who have a misconception that when you clone it, you get a degrading... Uh, result and i we've talked about that before and it could happen but you want to keep that around how can you do is it just cloning only is there other options that you can do now for me it's been cloning that's for the most part been it but we talked a little bit behind the scenes kind of about options that you can do that would be actually more sufficient you know what do you think yeah um yeah but but before we even get to maintain i i wish i started to maintain the strain when i first started there was so many good genetics that I came in contact with and just mm, mm, that I know I may never get again. So it, it probably some of the best advice I was given as a, as a creator, because that's, you know, it, it, it's a blessing and a curse, your comment section and more so blessing, but uh, it, somebody had mentioned pigeons. Why are you growing seed after seed after seed after seed? Why don't you clone? Why don't you maintain the strain? Try to find something that really gets to you. And I, my, I continued the argument that I was always looking for the next best thing. And, you know, I, one could argue that in order to even find the next best thing, you have to get the best out of the thing that you have. And uh, uh, that, that's something that I wish, you know, if I could pass on to anyone else is that you need, you need to try to grow something more than once. And, you know, how do you do that? How do you maintain that strain? That's, that's the argument. And, and cloning is one way. Um, but what if you forgot? What if you forgot to clone it? And then, you know, you're like, you're, you're, you're looking at this in flower week seven, eight, and you're like, oh, uh, pers- <laughs> personally, uh, the, the towel. Uh, personally, it's, it, I, I've tried re-vegging. I've re-vegged a plant. It worked rather well. It's very time-consuming. Um, but it did work. It did work. Um, have you boys ever tried revetting? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think what you're referring to when you're taking a clone in flowering, um, they can take it at any point in flowering. A lot of people don't think you can actually take clones in flowering, but yes, you can. You can cut a clone. Even when you're all the way towards the end of flowering, right? You can still cut off a branch, clone that branch. I believe a lot of people refer to it as monster cropping. So it's or a kind of term clones. that's... Uh, term that's passed around quite a bit is monster cropping uh, but it is very very time consuming now you're looking at like two weeks at least for it to really till you start to see new growth as if it's re-vegging um, the plant might kind of 
that clone might kind of look like it's dying out, you know, senescence or it might kind of fade out with the leaves. But if you have your conditions right and you have your medium right, um, then it will clone and you'll be able to preserve those genetics. Um, so, yeah, I've done that, done regular cloning, done um, revegging or monster cropping, as some people call it. Yeah, and I've always called it reverted. So the reverted clones, and that's probably just an ignorant word that I use, bro science. But monster I, I cropping? Yeah, I don't look at that in the same uh, light as revegging. Revegging would take that whole plant and put it right back into veg. And I've done that before when there was one that I was like, is this a fucking male? I'm convinced it's a male. And I put it in the room and it was there a lot longer than it should have been. Started flowering up pretty big. And I said, it's time to go back, lady. Brought her back in. And it took about three weeks before she went back into veg. It, it just was weird looking. And then the leaves were wonky for a little while. The stress that came from it was barely worth it. But I wanted to keep that one around. And I actually did that with Scooby-Doo. That's the one. Recently, I put a whole, I should have documented it. I just sometimes forget as I'm doing it. But I put like a plant about this big from the pot, not a big one at all, into flower and then brought it back. And it just was wonky. And now this grow is the bestest look because it grew out. I cloned that one that was better from the bottom, new like new growth pretty much. And it, it turned out so much more like what it's supposed to be. It's like that the benefit from doing that, I saw the girth come from it more in comparison to the other time. It seemed like it was more wispy. And so it's like I got the benefit from monster cropping. But at the same time, I didn't have that in mind as I did it. I revegged. So you can sometimes get those benefits from that that odd stress. I, I've revegged it a number of different ways. I I made an, a serious attempt to reveg, and that's when I I took a plant that I had harvested and I consciously left uh, two or three bud sites very low, so that because there's some negative aspects to to um, revegging that I'll touch on in a minute. But you leave a few bud sites at the bottom, a couple buds, you know, fair size nuggets. And I put that plant back into the flower room after full harvest and left the lights. I put the reverted the, the lights back to 18 and six. And after way too long, approximately three, four, five, six weeks, this was years ago. It was a long time. You started to see very awkward, very demented growth. It started out like twisted with odd leaves. And the next thing you know, out of that came the plant itself. You started to see normal leaves, normal stem structure. And, and then, you know, I was like, okay, let's, let's go. The second time I, I had harvested a plant in, at, entirely, but left a very small bud site. I put that thing in the basement and I left it. I left it for months. It felt like came back to it. And sure enough, this thing started to reveg all on its own. It started to grow new growth right out of that old bud site. And that was, I was like, wow. But I didn't keep, but I didn't keep. Yeah. I think it's just, it depends on if you want to keep it, you know, science is evolving more, but there's old tried and true ways that a lot of people will say is the way to do it. It's the mother plant is keeping for cloning is you're going to get the closest replica, so to speak. I know people who call clones replicas. Or copies. You got copies? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? Like paper? Like, no, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if you guys ever heard that. Yeah, copies. Maybe it's just an old like guy thing here in Michigan. But it seems pretty common where people will have a mother plant. And I've done it in the past, but if you don't have the space for a mother plant, it's not ideal. You're going to be taking up a large portion of your room that should be flowering unless you're only keeping that one cultivar and doing a sea of green. That's the only time I think it would work. But you deal with a lot of scenarios where people will do a mother plant and won't flower it. And I've got a buddy who he kills us off and it always stresses me out. I'm like, what are you doing? Put it outside. But they, I have a dude that I know has kept it for almost two years, man. 
and you think it would die off, right? But it's like it just looks like shit. And I don't want to take clones off a of mother place that looks like shit. So there's no. a fine balance, you know. Keep, keep that mother clone and make a new mother from that one down the road after a few times, but or move on to a new cultivar. I've never kept a mother plant of headbanger, and it's been fire every time. But some cultivars can degrade over time in terms of the environmental impact. So it just depends on how you're growing and what you're growing in. But the mother plant and cloning is usually the easiest tried and true way that people will go about keeping that genetic around. I just think that there's new advances in science that are making it easier for people to do that. You know, like uh, what's it? Skin grafting. That's what's done. Uh, just grafting. Well, like taking it. What is it? Cell. Help me out. Somebody. Grafting. Like, I mean, that is graf like grafting, grafting is. Yeah, okay, they're literally grafting. taking one plant and they they put it into another plant. And then that one that plant grows both plants. Okay, boom. Like grafting. Yeah. Somebody could do this. I'm stoned. Yep. And yep. then no, also, what is the thing where you take a tiny little bit? That's still stone. I got it's great. I'm gonna roll another blunt too. Yep. But we could take tissue culture, tissue culture. See, this oh. is why if you're watching this or listening on YouTube, we're doing these live now on Twitch. So we've got the chat in front of a live studio audience. So don't forget, you can watch these live two times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays over on twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. And if you enjoy these here on YouTube, don't forget, hit that like button. But yes, I do believe you're referring to, yeah, okay, tissue culture. I know, I, I, tissue I understand culture, now. But grafting yeah. as well, both. So both that touched on very good subjects. So right. grafting would be like the, I wouldn't say the, nomad way but it'd be the way that you got what you got and you're going to make it work tissue culture is a little more scientific and that's going to be something that's a little past my level of expertise where i wouldn't even think about doing that but a lot of people are right now because you can just send a piece in and and the company will take care of it for you you know have you either of you guys gotten into that at all yet no <laughs> no i'm looking at it like no chance no well, I no. think that's where it's like science is advancing and it may get to that point where you want to keep a cultivar around but you don't have the space for a mother plant tissue culture you know i think that would be an easy way to uh, select your phenotype and not lose it but it just depends i guess what your circumstances are in terms of uh, what you can send in if you're in a prohibition place you know right stuff, I, you know. There, there, go ahead chris sorry go ahead i, I was gonna just to go back to the you said it twice now you said that you need space for mother plants so i just want to kind of don't want to scare anybody away from this but you can actually do a mother plant in one gallon so you can i've done it before keep a mother plant in a small one gallon, especially if you're just a home grower, just like me, just like if, I mean, if you're in Canada, you got four plants max. Um, you can definitely have a mother plant just in a one gallon container. Um, and I actually have this on my channel. I've done a couple of videos on it and plastic container is what I used. Although um, the downside with plastic is the, the plant will eventually become root bound in a sense. Right. And then it could start showing deficiencies. Um, the bigger the plant kind of gets, the more um, the more it's going to photosynthesize with the foliage, and it's causing the medium to dry out quicker. So there's a balancing act you kind of have to play when you're keeping a mother plant in a small container. Now, really, you could do it. I think a lot of people refer to it as the bonsai technique because you're keeping the plant so small, bonsai style. Uh, but you could literally. Um, you know, veg a plant for 30, 40 days and be able to cut off multiple clones. And that kind of keeps the height small on it, right? It keeps the plant small. And you can always just prune it, cut off branches and, and throw them away or put them in your clone pile gonna, if you don't need to, if you don't need the clones at the time, right? So you can certainly keep them in that smaller container, the one gallon. Now, kind of going back to the issue I was talking about, how it becomes root bound in the plastic containers, you can do root pruning. And this is somewhat controversial. I've done a video on my channel before. Actually, I think I took that down or I reposted on my main channel. But anyway, some of you have seen this where I actually take a kitchen knife, 
remove the uh, plant from the container, you see the root zone exposed and just cutting off about an inch off of each side. So really damaging this plant a lot. And it took about two weeks to recover, but cutting off an inch off of each side and then placing it back into repotting back into a one gallon container with kind of fresh soil in there. Instead of doing the plastic, you could do the fabric pot, right? And that's gonna air prune itself, right? So you wouldn't have to remove it from the container, cut, uh, prune the roots, cut cut them off, like I mentioned. Um, the air would do it itself, it would prune itself, so. Yeah, well, that's a lot of people I see doing that too, is, is they'll have those smaller pots, even using something like a basement auto flower set up there. I was just the small say. training pots. You can treat that plant like you're gonna put it in a flower and low stress trainer to the point where she looks like she's ready to be flipped but you're just clipping her and clipping her and clipping her and that canopy has to refill and it's going to slow it down just enough where it's not an issue. And I think that's the beauty of it too, is you don't have to deal with um, having a shitty plant in the room per se. You can still treat it very well, but, and even feeding it too. Like I, I'd go a little low on the food. I'd make 100%. it strive. Like I wouldn't go yeah. real heavy feeding because you don't want the thing to keep on growing and growing Why? and growing. You want it to slow grow. Decrease the light and decrease the food. Main, maintaining a mother is a whole science all to its own. So when you're trying to maintain a strain, you have to still give attention to this mother because, or else it's it's gonna get out of control. You're gonna, it's gonna get too high, it's gonna get too big, too much growth, not enough nodes um, uh, coming out between stretch. So then you're gonna end up throwing the garbage. I, that's where, that's where I, you know, you, you referred to your buddy who, you know, calls his his mother all the time. Yeah. I've had I've I've had to do that twice where I've had to just call the mother because she got out of control. So yeah, maintaining the strain, you're definitely gonna have to maintain the mother as well. I agree. Now, something I also haven't dabbled in myself, 